What's up, bitch? All right, I'm trying out a new setting on this microphone, and I hope that it doesn't sound like shit, so I'm actually going to listen to this right now. Give me one moment. All right, what's up, bitch? I took a step back because that sounded super loud, um, and I'm just going to roll with it from now on. I I just can't be bothered. So right now I'm procrastinating all the work that I have to do. I was not planning on recording the podcast today, but, you know, there's no time like the present. It's Thursday. This bitch has to be up on Sunday. I got to get my nose to the grindstone right now. No, but I also just randomly had a bunch of ideas while I was sitting at dinner. And I just want to talk about relationships. I just want to talk about myself um I just want to talk about it all I've just recently decided that I'm on a sabbatical from men and I feel so at peace right now I was just talking to my friend about this earlier today I was like I haven't had this time I feel like in over a year where I'm just being at peace with me, myself, and I. And I feel like for the past year or over a year, maybe even like a year and a half, I've kind of constantly been like, not going from guy to guy, but just like always in a in a, a talking phase and I enjoy that I like having the company and I like having someone to talk to especially that's a guy because you know like guys are really easy to talk to and it's always nice having like a guy's opinion over girl's opinion sometimes and not even just that but I feel like for the past year and a half, I've been relying a lot on guys, like unintentionally. I mean, I had some of my best times, like for myself, like self-loving times when I was in a talking phase with a guy, but that faded quickly. And there was about an eight month period where I just did not feel like myself and I was still talking to guys and dating guys and it just, I, I don't know why I was doing it. I don't know if it was because I was lonely. I don't know if it's because I needed validation (laughs) for a while. I don't really know, but this is the first time in quite a while where I just feel like completely free. I feel like for a long time, I was constantly worried about whose time has to be allocated to what, blah, 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 blah. Like I felt like I always had to time things around other people and not necessarily always do what I want to do, but like be like, oh, well, I have to hang out with this person at this time and then allocate some time to hang out with this person and balancing like friendships and relationships. And it 
was a lot and it I think was like bogging me down without me even realizing it because I enjoyed the company of men (laughs) it's just nice like I don't know I think I was relying a little too much on guys and I finally had this realization the other day that I was just like I totally am and have been relying on other people for my happiness and I think it's time that I come to my senses and just be alone for a while like completely alone like I'm talking next man I bring home is the guy I'm marrying type shit (laughs) okay maybe not that far but I've learned a lot from the different people that I've talked to and dated and I don't know I started I actually dated guys like pretty early on I I don't think that they were looking back now after being in like more mature relationships I look back on my relationships in high school and I'm like that wasn't even a relationship we basically just called each other girlfriend and boyfriend but then we basically would just like hang out once a week maybe if that and like avoid each other in school and (laughs) all that good stuff but I've definitely learned so much from dating a bunch of different people and talking to a bunch of different people. I have come to this point. I mean, I think it came along with just me maturing and them maturing as well. But some of the guys that I've been with, oops, some of the guys that I've been with have been like polar opposites from each other like I feel like I don't have a type at all or my type I'm like building my type right now <laughs> from and it's it's like not a looks wise type I mean I kind of have a looks wise type or I thought I did but I don't really know if that's necessarily what I would consider the most important thing to me it's just I have literally dated guys on complete opposite ends of the spectrum and I can't seem to find one right down the middle. (laughs) Like, I, I don't know. I've experienced the guys with mommy issues who get super attached and, and rely on you so quickly right away. It's almost scary because of their obvious trauma and childhood like past having no motherly figure really and then they any woman that comes into their life is like that's their anchor all of a sudden I've dealt with that loved the kid I mean he was great no problem with him but I just like in high school I had commitment issues like very hard I think they're coming back right now for a good reason like for a good reason they're back in high school my mom was a little bit worried about it but that's another conversation (laughs) 
<laughs> I've also been around the guys that have daddy issues. I was with a guy who wanted, was plotting the ways that he was going to, him and his friends were going to jump his dad. And so that was pretty intense. Um, he was also on probation. Yep. Mom, if you're listening to this, yep. <laughs> and, but he was so nice. See, like both them completely different people. One was like a softy, all uh, like lovey-dovey, um, not super like toxic masculinity. The other one, completely opposite, like boxed and wanted to fight and macho, but but treated me like a queen and princess. Like that's what they had in common. <laughs> and I've been around like the guys that have narcissistic tendencies and that's the worst, actually the worst. That gets in your head so hard, makes you think that you're the worst person on the planet when it, I don't know, that I need to make actually an entire episode on like narcissistic personalities because that fucks you up like seriously. Anyway, anyway, I've noticed a lot it can be said for how guys talk like to their mom. This is completely, this is a different topic. I've noticed the guys that are super sweet to their mom, super like loving to their mom. I've been around guys who have been like, mom, go get this for me. Mom, you didn't do this? <laughs> go do that. And then I've also been around guys who claim that their mom's their best friend, but then it's like almost to a point where it's weird because they'll talk to their mom like disrespectfully. And I think just to brush the surface on this, if a guy is talking, like speaking disrespectfully to his mom, bossing her around, why didn't you do this for me? Why didn't you do my laundry? Why didn't you cook this for me? Why didn't you do this? No, 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 sister, run. Because that, if you're thinking long-term, which I think when you're dating someone, especially in your 20s, I that's a huge red flag because guess what? If you're thinking long-term with this guy, how do you think he's going to start talking to you when you've been married for 5, 10, 20 years? Maybe even just a year. Maybe it just takes a year of you guys dating and then he'll start talking to you that way. I promise you, if a guy relies on his mommy still and is like speaking disrespectfully to his mom and still expecting his mom to do everything for him like a little child, that is gonna be the type of wife and mother that he expects you to be. Honey, I noticed you didn't cook dinner yet. Like what's what's going on with that? I noticed that our our hamper in our bedroom was overflowing. Were were you going to do something about that? Um I noticed the car was a little dirty. Um you know, you normally take it to the car wash by this time of the week. So I was just wondering when you when you were going to plan doing that. Also, the kids need to be picked up from school, you know, like 15 minutes ago. 
so why are you still in the house? Um, did you make the kids dinner yet? Did you make me dinner yet? I asked you to meal prep for me this week and I don't see any of it. Like that's the type of shit that you're in for when he's speaking that way to his mom and that you need to run right away. I mean, my mom, I love my mom. (laughs) My mom literally, since I went through this phase in high school that I like just could not commit to any guy. Like I am a heartbreaker, unfortunately, unintentionally. I hate it. Like I actually, I know this sounds so stupid, but I like, I feel horrible and I, I hate it, but it's just because I'm always, I'm just trying to do what's best for me. And, and I know that it sucks on the other end, but anyway, that whatever. My mom was worried. So when I started bringing guys home, like to meet my parents, some guys wanted to meet, meet my parents like right away. Some of them, I don't know, but my mom, anyone that I bring home literally could be, I picked this guy up off the street and my mom would probably be excited that I'm bringing a guy home because she's just happy when I finally like someone. She's like, you know what? This guy could be a walking red flag, but if you like him, I like him because you don't like anyone. So (laughs) that's basically how it goes. But I just wish we would bring back old fashioned love. Like seriously, there's a hopeless romantic inside of me for sure. I mean, one thing that I don't understand to this day, and I have this conversation, honestly, kind of periodically, but I don't really understand high school sweethearts that, like, you know, are high school sweethearts. (laughs) They date through college. They start dating in freshman year of high school. Then they do long distance through college, and then they get married, or they go to the same college, then they get married and they live a conventional life with two and a half kids and a white picket fence. And that's great. But like I was just explaining how the different guys that I've talked to and dated throughout my experience has taught me so much about what I like and what I want. And I've matured so much that my type in high school now I would never like that. Now those are not the same types of guys that I would go for now, you know, after being in mature relationships and learning more about myself, you learn about like the qualities slowly through like every person that you're with, you slowly kind of pick and choose the qualities that you would like in a person. And I know nobody's perfect, but that's what we do. So I don't understand how high school sweethearts like work (laughs) because I could not imagine being with who I was with, the guys that I talked to in high school now. And I'm only two years into college. Like I'm not acting like I'm some like higher power that have that has experienced so many things and people literally just being in college for two years like from the back half of my senior year in high school to like now 
finishing up my second year of college, my interests and my personality and the things that I like to do have drastically changed. And the relationships that I was forming in high school were so immature and with people that had never, like, you've never dated anyone else, they've never dated anyone else, you've only ever been with each other, how is there any room for you guys to grow? Like, I get it, like, oh, we're, we grew together, we're, like, you know, all that BS, but just thinking of, like, sticking it out with the person that you're with in high school, honestly, like, Okay, I guess if you are 1,000 million percent sure that you guys are going to get married, okay, do it through college. And if you guys don't get fucking married, just think about your four years of college that you just basically wasted because you were in a relationship with someone from high school. Like, the guys in college – now, I'm not saying the guys in college are, like, so mature. They're not at all. But, like, you mature through dating different people and more people. Like, that's a part of maturing. And so I just, I don't know. I, I you know what? If, a, if you're in a relationship with someone from high school, you guys are high school sweethearts, like, happy for you. But I just personally don't really understand that. And I don't think that you those people are experiencing like full maturing and self-growth that you're supposed to experience in your teens and 20s because you're still stuck in high school, basically. Like your high school self is kind of still lingering because you still have a piece of high school attached to you. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but anyway, like I said, I just want, I want, what do I want? (laughs) I'm just obsessed with (laughs) rom-coms. And I am just obsessed. There's a part of me that still, like, is just, there's a little piece of me that still has, like, the timeline planned out that you and your friends, like, guys don't do this, but girls in, like, elementary school and middle school, there's a timeline. And everyone basically is on the same exact imaginary timeline. And even just this past summer, I was talking to one of my friends at work, (laughs) and we were planning out our entire lives like we did in middle and elementary school. And it's like, you know, every girl will know this exact timeline. It's like, well, if I want to be married by 26 or 27, then, you know, I'm, I need to have my first child before 30. So first child, like 28, 29, married by 26, 27. So that means we have to meet probably earliest we could meet could be any time but you know if we want to be married by 26 then we should probably meet around 23 or 20 
you know, start dating by at least 24, maybe meet at 22 or 23. And, you know, I'm 20 right now. So I've got two years to find the one. (laughs) And then, you know, who like thinking about what kind of wedding you want and the dresses you want. You know, I can almost guarantee you that um, <laughs> if you talk to most girls, they probably have a Pinterest board of like the types of dresses they want, the theme of their wedding, the ring that they want, all those types of things are planned out in some fantasy world in life when in reality, people don't even do that anymore. So that's what I find so interesting because nobody does that anymore. That is nobody's timeline in our generation. But like that's almost that's like how most girls I feel like or at least the girls that I've known and talked to and my friends that is still like the little timeline in the back of your head. Not that I think that that's how it has to be or go, but that is definitely in the back of our minds. I was actually just talking to my like aunt and uncle. I saw them the other day when I was home and we were talking about like when people get engaged now and when like the gen- our generation and the millennial generation, like nobody's getting married anymore or that you're not getting married until they're 40 and not having kids and all this stuff. And my uncle's like, why? Like, why do you think that is? And I mean, obviously the basic answer is that, um, what's the basic answer? I would say because women, the basic answer is women are prioritizing their careers And, like, everyone is prioritizing their, like, self-sufficiency and careers before they want to get involved and depend on someone else financially, I would say. And I get it. That makes sense. I want to be self-sufficient. But at the same time, there is no way... I saw a video the other day and someone said there was like this guy speaking. It might have been like a TED talk or some sort of public speech. And he was like the like Gen Z will literally never be able to afford to buy a house like statistically with like inflation, the price of housing and rent and then with like wages and salaries. It is like that's why everyone's still living at home when they're 25, 30 years old because we, our generation literally cannot afford to move out. And I was also talking about this in one of my classes the other day with like the gentrification going on in different neighborhoods in Nashville. And the prices just keep going up and up and up. Like professors can't even live, uh, afford to live like in the neighborhoods closest to school like they are pushed out like 45 minutes outside of the city and have to commute every day because they on their teaching professor salary can't afford to live like in the neighborhoods close to school and we're just like when and the prices the over the past like 10 15 years it has never it has not yet leveled off so like at what point will it level off? Like, when will it end? When will people just not be able to live anywhere? (laughs) 
<laughs> and so that's what this topic, like this conversation kind of led to was like, well, it would make sense. I know everyone wants to be self-sufficient and pursue a career and whatever, but like my brother and his girlfriend did this, like they moved in together so that they had the combined, their combined um, salary so that they could afford rent. And that makes sense. Like that's kind of what we have to do now in order to move out and, and like live our lives independently. And I think that's not appealing to a lot of people because you don't want to move in with someone too soon or like you don't believe in moving in before marriage. I don't know, like stuff like that. But I also think that nobody values or people in general now with this whole movement on Instagram and TikTok about like you have to fully love yourself before you can love anyone else or like oh if you guys were if you guys had a fight you should break up it's it's not meant to be or like social media has made it seem like everything the stars have to align perfectly with this person like if things aren't perfect then it's okay, but you should break up and look for someone else because you need to have a higher standard for yourself. Or if this is what your relationship looks like, it's unhealthy and you need to get out of it. Or like the list goes on and on and on. And so people actually aren't putting all their energy and effort into one person because as soon as things get a little bit hard people just give up and because we're kind of taught and trained that if things aren't perfect or we didn't or we don't fully love ourselves so much then we can never love someone else like that's not true like, do you think our parents and grandparents looked at themselves in the mirror and was like, I love myself so much. Now I can finally love someone else. Like, no, that that whole idea is new. And that's like not a thing. <laughs> like, you can give your love to someone else and not fully think that you're the best human on the planet yet. Like, like, yes, there is self-growth and maturing that happens and needs to happen probably before you're in a serious mature relationship, but people have pushed it past the point of, like, realistic expectations. Like, the reasons why our parents and grandparents can be married for 25-plus years is because when things get a little bit tricky or things aren't all sunshine and rainbows, they don't give up on each other and they don't nitpick and they understand each other's flaws and imperfections and they understand that they committed to this person and they're going to stay committed and like follow through on their vows and what they promise each other to do. Now, I'm not against necessarily, like, I'm not picking apart people that don't 
like make their relationships work. I I know there are circumstances where it is the best idea to break up with someone. Like when the relationship seriously is not serving you in the ways that it has to and the person is dragging you down and you're not able to grow and be your best self with this person, like yes, that is probably not the right person for you. But I think when you do find someone that you love so much and and is pretty good your values align and your future goals and plans align and you have no doubts i think that's a big one like when you have no doubts about someone i think that is a good sign that you should follow through on your commitment and i think that that just doesn't exist anymore. Like people give up too easily and and think that relationships should be so like come so naturally and so easily when that isn't the case. Like the whole movement of relationship ideals on social media has convinced everyone that there's some cookie cutter way that it has to be. But that's not really how relationships realistically work or last. And I think we've kind of lost sight of that. And of course, there are a lot of little things that do make a difference. And yes, sometimes like getting a divorce is the right thing for you or sometimes breaking up with someone is the right thing to do. But I definitely think that this whole idea of relationships and people's plans in general have just changed so much that it's so hard to actually find anyone that is willing to just commit to one person forever and no matter what life is going to throw at you like you're sticking with that person and that's like really hard to come by it also like i don't know i i don't even know if that's realistic anymore to expect anyone to do that because of how important careers are and all that but at what point is everyone going to just stop getting married and having kids and then like what's going to happen then <laughs> like if nobody wants to have kids like okay i'm not going to be so old fashioned right now and just think that you have to get married and have kids but at the same time like <laughs> Well, what happens when people just stop having kids? Like, it used to not be a choice to have kids. Like, it used to be like, that's what you do. And now everyone's like, well, I'm still deciding if I even want to have kids. And I feel like that's new. Is that not new? I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out when the housing prices are going to be normal again. Like, how, how am I going to move out? Like, I want to buy a house. Like, I don't want to live in an apartment. I want to live, I want to buy a house. Like, I want to be able to buy a house. How is anyone 
affording <laughs> to buy a house? The answer is they're not. Literally, the answer is they're not. At least in the areas that you want to live. Like, I know that places that I want to live, if, you, if you're Gen Z and you dream of living in New England and the Northeast, good fucking luck. Literally, good luck. And all the cities that used to be affordable, now they're all being like built up and gentrified and now they're all super expensive too. So like at what point do people just like, are is everyone just going to be unable to live anywhere? Uh, I don't know. I thought I had that thought the other day and I was like, if all these cities like Nashville, cities in Texas, um, Montana now for some reason is a hotbed to move to because it's so pretty, that's probably going to be built up soon. Like all these cities and towns that used to be affordable now are all being built up as metros for young people. And then the affordable housing is really not affordable at all because it's not like salaries are going up. I don't know. All right. That's my rant for the day. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. And I love you, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye.